Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi and welcome and thanks for joining us. This is Saturday Strategy, an original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny and I'm your host. We've got lots of information in today's episode, so remember if you're driving or just getting on with other stuff, you can always find the notes on our website or better still, subscribe to the Saturday Strategy weekly email news update. Yeah, today we're joined by Sophie Thomas. Sophie's head of marketing at a company called Vivox, and they are um, uh, they're going great guns, I think it's fair to say, dealing with amazing companies, PwC, Amazon, BBC, Nestle, HSBC, plus a whole raft of universities globally. And uh, one of the things they've really tapped into is understanding the importance of building trust and building trust builds credibility and building credibility um, builds engagement, whether that's for their clients with their audiences or for them as a company with their clients. And, uh, and one of the things I've noticed, which I think anybody who's reading a, a marketing book written since probably the year 2000, is you can't get past page five without somebody mentioning the word authenticity. And it's, it's, it's a widely used and little understood term. So I thought it'd be great to get, uh, to get Sophie onto the show to share some thoughts on that subject. Sophie, thanks ever so much for joining us. Hi, Johnny. Thanks very much for having me. So Sophie, building trust and, and, and engagement, what, what, do you want to just talk us into it from your perspective, what you, what you think we, we need to know as small businesses and how we can really um, embrace this concept to help us with our business aims? I think for a, lot of, for a lot of small businesses, attracting new customers is something that's obviously fundamental to having a successful business. But I think typically being small business owners, um, you know, you're multitasking and covering, trying to cover a lot of ground yourself. And I think attracting new customers can feel there's a lot of pressure kind of behind that. Um, and I think, you know, in your introduction, you were talking about building trust and building that authenticity. I think that's something that can sometimes feel like a bit of a myth or something that's quite hard to attain. And I think one of the, the key things that I wanted to, to talk with you about today is giving people peace of mind that creating this authentic engagement and trust doesn't have to be difficult. Um, and there's kind of, I suppose, four or five key principles that I like to try and impart on people to help them with attracting uh, attracting new customers and building that engagement and that trust. Okay, so brilliant. So you say there's four or five key principles. What are they, Sophie? They're not earth-shattering things, but they're, they're quite simple, which hopefully is easy to, for them to be adopted, which is that creating engagement isn't complicated mm-hmm. and doesn't need any kind of magic formula. Uh, the second one is that anyone can do it. And I truly believe that. Um, the third one is understanding yourself and your strengths. So by that, I mean, you know, yourself as a person and also your business and mm-hmm. what your business strengths are. Um, understanding who your audience is. So who your customers or potential customers are. And then the last one is about how to reach them. Amazing. So you're saying it's not complicated and there's no magic yeah. formula. How, yeah. how can you describe this most simply or demystify it for us? Yeah, because small business owners are trying to multitask, I think there is just this fear that um, they either aren't doing it right or naturally businesses sometimes have lulls or, or have difficult periods, particularly if it's in the early stages. And I think people can feel that desperation of, I've got to do something big and transformational in order to attract customers. 
but I don't think it's as difficult as that. But I think a lot of it is around seeking engagement and finding the right people. And that it, that comes down to a human connection, is one person connecting with another person and fulfilling that need that suits both people. Mm. And I mean, I think that's at the hub of social media, isn't it? The social media success. But there are too many people that, in my view, I think there are too many people that shout on social media and very few yeah. people are kind of actually having, you know, honest, small conversations. Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think you see it. You see it much like you said more and more on social media. There's these groups that are popping up. LinkedIn groups are hugely popular now, where people can anecdotally share information uh, and help each other. Which is ironically before social media, that's what people did face to face. And now, as people are getting busier or are living lives through different time zones or working mainly in a digital space, that they're finding that they're having to translate that into something digital or using technology to create that engagement and that platform for sharing ideas and information. But I think more and more so now we're starting to see that taking off at a faster rate with all sorts of different platforms coming up all the time. Like TikTok is a, mm. is a relatively new one. It's not one that I've used personally, but it's one that I'm seeing businesses jumping on the back of now. Um, and I don't know how successful it is for B2B, um, but I think that comes back to one of one of the other principles that I mentioned is understanding your audience and how to reach them is, you know, it's great to invest in technology, but it's important first and foremost to understand is that somewhere that your audience is going to be? Yeah, of course. Uh, don't invest time in technology uh, or, or going to even going to events, even going to networking events, if mm. that's not where your people are going to be. No, I understood, understood. And in terms of, you said anyone can do it. Yeah. I gen yeah, I, it's something I, I do genuinely believe. And I think that's partly something that comes with experience and believing in yourself and your skills and what you can do once you've got the right principles in place that as long as you commit to doing the work and see it through it's something that, that anyone can achieve anyone can achieve this kind of building this trust and building this engagement and attracting new customers it just has to be done authentically and only you know your business hmm. and what you want from it yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, nobody likes fake, do they? Whether that's whether that's in the no. world of marketing, whether that's in, you know, in 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 your personal life or whatever it is. You mm. know? So I think I think you know that's just being yourself and just settling in and relaxing a bit and trying a bit yeah. less hard is is definitely. It just comes across better. It just comes across better. Yeah. People can see through it. People can see through things that aren't real. You, you said about though one of the key steps and starting points is is to understand your strengths and yourself and 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 yeah. everything. Talk talk us through that, Sophie. How does that work? Yeah, so I think it's it's fundamental to a lot of things in life, and I think as as we all grow older, we learn uh, we learn the benefits of hindsight of looking <laughs> back over things. Um, but I think one of the key things for understanding where you're going to take your business is you know not just looking forward at what you want to achieve, but first of all looking at the tools that you have at your disposal and for most small business owners or people who have a, a, a collection of people working for them and with them is what are your strengths what can you play up what things do you have on your side and it goes back to that old marketing principle of the SWOT analysis um, but I think that's that's fundamentally important because there's no point trying to be a business that sells x or does y if you've not got the skills and experience to deliver that yeah. Because all you're going to do is end up disappointing people or you end up with huge initial sales, but then a massive churn rate and everything crashes and burns. 100%. 
what about giving yourself permission to not do stuff? Because there's a lot oh, of... Oh, yeah. We, give, we feel a lot of pressure, don't we? Mm, exactly. Um, I think this is something for me that's been hugely topical, actually, because you can keep pedalling, keep pedalling, keep pedalling, but you're not actually achieving anything. Yeah. And I think sometimes it feels nice just to tick the odd thing off the to-do list, but really, mm. are you making you know, steps towards your end goal or even to understanding more about what the goals, what the right goals are for you and for your business. So absolutely, I think learning, learning where there are things for yourself that you do have to go, do you know what, this isn't for me, this isn't something that I can do or that I want to do. Um, You know, I'm not going to beat myself up about that. It's something for someone else's expertise, and they'll get a kick out of being the expert in that thing. So in some ways, if you can kind of turn it around and look at it as from a point of view of you're actually doing someone else a favor by letting them do the thing that they're good at. And then you're giving yourself that permission to say, do you know what? I'm going to stay in my lane because I'm going to be better at my job and be a better boss, a better business owner, a better colleague if I stick to what I'm good at. I love that expression, stay in my lane. One of the yeah. most one of the most common pieces of advice we give, well, no, we reckon it's the, uh, the, the, the most commonly used global strategy we put in place is to do less better. Yes. Um, and it's it's that that's pretty much what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. So now I'm, you know, I, I wanted to get through those those three sort of fairly quickly because I think this is the meat of it. It's it, you're talking about understanding your audience and also the practical tips about how to do it in terms of this authenticity part. Yeah. So uh, talk to me about how how do we how do we work out our audience and understand our audience. Yeah, I think that that comes from doing some doing some market research. Um, hopefully, if someone's chosen to start up a business or cho- chosen to get working more closely with a business that that does a particular thing, that you have some kind of knowledge around either the industry or the sector, um, or maybe even, for example, in the cases of like yoga businesses, for example, quite often people start up a health or wellness business because they've had their own transformation themselves and they then want to impart that information on others i think those people tend to be very successful because they know what it feels like to be the customer so and they're now trying to create the business from the other side as the business owner but if you're someone who um i don't know is getting into um either it or providing services or um you know a retail environment for example if you're not 100 percent sure of who you're who your market is it's thinking about you have to put yourself in the customer shoes it's back to that human connection thing is what would a customer of this business want need appreciate what would compel them to visit me or visit my website or even talk to me um all of those things it's about information gathering and that's one of the great things about the internet is it's great for gathering information um but i'm also very much of the view that if you can get face to face with people which is why i still like going to networking events Mm. or going to trade shows or exhibitions i think that's a really crucial thing because i have another analogy which is you know don't try and create your own party go to someone else's party and talk to the people that are there (laughs) because that's a that's a pre-built situation for you where you can go and find out why they came and who they came with and how did they get there Whereas if you've got to, if you're creating your own party from scratch, it's a lot of hard work. And yes, some businesses you do need to do that, particularly if it's very niche, you are going to have to do that. But I think with with businesses that are more mainstream, 
um, you can look to other people for inspiration and think, oh, they did that really well, but this other business, they actually, you know, their advertising was much better or their website was nicer and easier to use. So I think very much it's just having your eyes open and be willing and allow yourself time to investigate and really go out and talk to people and find out what works from, from other people's experience as well as your own. So, Sophia, just in terms of the audience, I'd be interested in your views on this one. I, I, it's okay, isn't it, for you to know that you're good at something or you're amazing or you're brilliant. How do you convince, how do you convince your customer that you're brilliant in an authentic way? Yeah, I think part of that, we certainly at Vivox, the way that we try and build trust um, and engagement with potential customers is through things like case studies or through independent reviews because it can be very easy to be to come across as preachy and then just expecting yeah. customers to part with their money because you said you're good at something and maybe that works in in certain fields uh, or in very low value kind of um, business areas but particularly when it's things like software or security or where you're asking people to spend a considerable amount of money not just once it's like a licensing model you're expecting people to part with this money year after year or month after month it's it is important that you back that up with something so it's no good just having the powerpoint deck that, or, or a pdf guide that you send out that says we're we're awesome we're number one well can you quantify that where is your where are your proof points where's your evidence um and that's why you know we have on our website we use um we use trustpilot as our review platform uh, mm -hmm. we actively encourage customers to leave reviews um and you know luckily for us because we work very hard at it we do get consistently great reviews and where there might be an occasion where someone might say oh we really like this about it but actually what would be really nice is if we could have that in the future that's mm. like gold dust for us. We then take that away and think, right, how can we make that happen? Is that the right thing to make happen? So I think for, for business owners or anyone working in marketing trying to promote a business is make sure that if you're in a pitching situation, particularly if someone says to you, oh, your website says that you're number one, number one of what, how, where, where is the evidence? You need to be able to back that up somehow. Um, and yeah, online reviews, Google reviews, testimonials, case studies, all of that stuff is really important to help back up what you're saying. So I'm going to do a practical demonstration here of exactly what you're talking about, Sophie, because I've just gone onto your website. Yeah. I've gone down to the bottom of the homepage. I've looked at the fourth one from the, that I looked at. Yeah. And it says, great technology, great service. It just works. We recently introduced Vivox at our internal marketing event here at Kellogg Europe. Yeah. And the audience loved having the chance to make their voices heard. We had a great engage. We had great engagements and huge enthusiasm um, for the tool. We're already thinking of how we can weave Vivox into our upcoming internal broadcasts. The team at Vivox have been world class in their professionalism, enthusiasm and communication and really helped us to get up and running. Yeah, I want to buy Vivox all of a sudden. <laughs> I've, I've no idea how we'd use it in our business, but that—that's um, you know that's that's great, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that for us. It's it's huge because mm. you know all we did was send them a link to say, please could you leave us a review of your experience, and then that's what we got back. Which when we get those in the office, it's it, it creates a buzz. People are genuinely, you know, I wouldn't say we you know we're not running around high fiving each other, but mentally that that's the feeling that we all get is sure so it's great for your internal morale but i'm just thinking 
if you'd, if you'd come onto this podcast and said, well, at Vivox, we did a great program we ran at Kellogg's Europe, and what they discovered was that they had great audience engagement. You know, I'm, I'm kind of falling asleep a bit because you're just telling me how great you are. Yeah. Whereas actually what you've done is you've let a customer do your talking for you, haven't yeah. you, which is which is much more important. Yeah. And again, it, it, you know, not to labour the point too much, but it is back to that human connection is you mm. care as a customer, you care what other customers think. You don't necessarily care what the business person says. You care what other people like you think. Um, and that's why at conferences and events, you know, this the kind of software that Vivox is, that's why it's so powerful is because all of a sudden the person sat in the chair isn't thinking about, um, you know, the person necessarily standing on stage, but they're thinking about how could I implement that? I've got a question. I want to be able to ask it and then looking and seeing that other people have asked similar questions to them and particularly mm. in conferences where you've got audiences that are full of people who own businesses or run businesses or manage them is getting information from your peers is hugely valuable because you don't want to be misled you don't want to spend an awful lot of money on something or a program or uh, a new product line or whatever if you're not sure about how it's going to work so being able to have that that feedback from your from your peers is hugely valuable because it helps you to feel like you're not alone uh, other people have been through the same experience and that quite often other people are quite happy to answer your questions if you've got them um you know it potentially even competitors i mean depending on what what sector you're in and how comfortable you feel within where your business is at i sometimes find it's interesting talking talking to other people and finding out okay well from your point of view you do the same thing as me what do you think it can be really powerful to have those conversations so sophie just just wrapping this up just Try and summarise this for us. What else can we do to really drive authenticity in our business as a, as a deliberate strategy? I think vulnerability is a scary word, but I don't think it needs to be scary. And I think with everything that you do in your business, if you can be um, appropriately transparent with what you're trying to do and who you're trying to help and how you're trying to help them, and always keep in mind that that fundamental human connection anything that you do uh, where you are essentially laying laying the core of your business bare where you're saying this is what we're trying to achieve this is how we can help you this is why we want to help you that's what's going to make people feel like you are the business that they can trust that they can Mm. pick up the phone to you or write you an email that says i'm really struggling with this i think you might be the company to help me but can you answer me these questions rather than presenting this kind of slick and glossy front of you know we're the most amazing business in the world we're so fast moving we're so agile you know all of that stuff that a lot of people say and that they think is impressive um, and particularly in b2b um, in the b2b sector people are so risk averse they want that little tiptoe step where they can test the water and see right are these are these people the kind of people i want to work with Mm. so summing up there i think you know i like that term vulnerability there's a great um sales principle which is um, about confessing your non-fatal flaws Mm. Uh, and i think i think the more that you do that i think people appreciate that sort of candor absolutely 100 percent. so sophie um that's 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 amazing amazingly useful and i know that I know that I'm going to be uh, looking at one or two things in our business as well. It's always a great thing about doing these interviews. You get the chance to uh, to take some timely reminders, and, and that's always very useful. Um, just for our, our listeners, how do people find find you and find out more about Vivox? Sure. So our website address is www.vivox.com, and that's spelt V-E-V-O-X. 
um, I'm on LinkedIn. So if you want to put the link to my LinkedIn in your show notes, then you can. Or, or people can email me at sophie.thomas at vvox.com. Um, and yeah, welcome to hear anyone's thoughts about what we've talked about today or any questions. Then, yeah, always more than happy to, to have a chat. Sophie, that's been really kind of you to share your wisdom and your time with us today. And uh, I've really enjoyed hearing what you've got to say. Absolutely. Same here. Thanks so much for having me. So that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks so much for sticking with us to the end. If you've got any feedback, you can always reach out on WhatsApp using 07977 437 360. That's my personal mobile number. So it'll definitely get through. Thanks again. Until next time, and remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to hear more, hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts.